Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. This evening to be in your presence. We pray, Father, that you give us of your spirit to teach us. The great teacher, the advocate. Father, we ask that our hearts be changed today. Lord, we pray that you will heal our hearts from what we lack. We pray, Lord, let us not live here the same as we came. But let us live here with a new level in our walk with you. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Clap your hands for Jesus as you take your seats. Come closer. If there are seats in front of you, come closer. Come always be closer to the anointing. Always make effort to be closer to the anointing. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. And let us settle. Well, we want to continue with our series of message on continuing in the faith. We've been sharing for several weeks now on continuing in the faith. Continue in the faith. And I encourage all of you to listen to these messages. They are very, very important, very important messages, classic Christian fundamental messages that we need to know and understand. Amen. Amen. To continue in the faith. Hallelujah. We have been sharing that there is no reward no one receives any reward for starting anything. No one rewards you just because you start something. Hallelujah. Because, you see, things that are rewarded, you realize that not a lot of people have it. Not a lot of people receive the reward. Because anything that deserves a reward is usually difficult for a lot of people. It is challenging for a lot of people. So the people who receive rewards are people who are worthy of the reward. Amen. Amen. Now you don't see people rewarding or receiving rewards because they start a school. For instance, you start a degree and so when there's a graduation day, they call the ones who started and they also give you a certificate or they give you a degree just for starting, just because you started. You don't see that. They reward the people who go through the course and finish. The difficulty or the reward is not for the starting because the challenge is not in the starting. 
The difficulty is in the continuation. Amen. Amen. The difficulty is always in the continuation of a thing. Until you finish. You will never finish if you do not continue. Amen. Amen. So it is a continuation in the thing that makes you qualify for a reward. When you have continued, because continuing in a thing is challenging. It's difficult. It is full of tribulations. Amen. Amen. You realize that many young women, for instance, are attracted to marriage. Many young women are attracted to marriage because most young women, their minds are on the beginning. Their focus is on the beginning. And the beginning of a thing is very attractive and it's very easy. And it's very nice. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? They are thinking of the wedding gown. Beautiful wedding gowns. And they are thinking of flowers. Invitation cards. Beautiful invitation cards. Very nice. They are thinking of makeups. Decorations. Do you see? They are thinking of hairstyles. The rings. Picking the rings. You see, they are all fun things to do. Calling the friends, friends that you have not seen for a long time, you are going to see them all coming around. And so everything is beautiful. There is dining and there's dancing and there will be feasting and laughter, lots of laughter. Do you understand? So you realize that the beginning looks very attractive and every young woman is attracted to it. Isn't that so? They're thinking of honeymoon. You see, they make a lot of plans for the honeymoon. They buy special clothes for the honeymoon. Isn't, isn't that so? Yeah. But you see, that is all just the beginning. This is all just the beginning. The continuation of the marriage is totally different from the beginning. The continuation of the marriage is completely different from the first day. The first day that you begin the marriage. The beginning of the marriage is difficult. It's it's different from the continuation of the marriage. But most young women or most people, most young people, even the men, their minds are always on what they are going to get the very beginning. They can't wait. And so they want to marry. (laughs) Hallelujah. And you can see in their attitude towards the preparation for the marriage. When they are making preparation for the marriage, you can see they dedicate more to the beginning. More time. Spend more time reading different magazines, how to organize weddings. Isn't that so? You see, the focus is more on the beginning. And jotting things down, not to forget. that You don't want to forget that on the first day of the marriage, this should happen, this person should bring this, this should do that, that you write these things down. 
And their focus is on this. And you realize that that is not what is going to take them through the marriage. And the thing that is going to take them through the marriage, they neglect. They don't even care so much about it. The thing that they need to continue in their marriage, they don't care too much about it. They don't care about the counseling. They don't even want to spend time on the counseling. They don't want to spend money on the counseling. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? But that is what they are going to need to continue in their marriage. That is what you are going to need in continuation of the marriage. The first day does not help at all with the continuation. And you realize that the first day is totally different from the middle of the marriage. Doesn't look anything like the middle of the marriage. Amen. So it is the continuation of a thing that deserves a reward. The first day of the marriage, you don't have any reward. You don't have any reward. The reward comes in the continuation of the marriage. Hallelujah. The same thing with joining a church. When you join in a church, it is so easy to come one day and then be excited and say, I want to be a member of the church. You see, it's very easy to say that. Then soon you realize that to continue to be a member requires certain commitment. It requires certain commitment. Hallelujah. That is costly. The continuation of a thing is very costly. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? The commitment to continue is costly. So Jesus said in the scripture in Luke, 20, Luke 14 and 28, he says, but don't begin until you count the cost. He says, do not begin until you count the cost. For who will begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? So it's very easy to come to the choir master and say, I want to join the choir. And you have not counted the cost. You see, it's so beautiful to see them singing and so you are attracted and you say, I want to join the choir. But there is a cost to continue in the choir. There is a cost in continuing to be a member of a church. And Jesus says, do not even think of becoming my disciples if you will not count the cost. Hallelujah. He says, you will lose your father, you will lose your mother, you must hate all these people. Hate your father, hate your mother, hate your brother, hate your sister, and hate yourself, even. And if you are ready, you want to become my disciples, be ready to carry your cross because it involves carrying your own cross. Hallelujah. Sarita, do you understand the word of God? Yes. It involves carrying your own cross. It is costly. 
That is why beginning is not rewarding. You will not be rewarded in a church just because you came the first day. The reward is when you continue. Amen. When God sees that you are making commitment to continue, then he begins to reward you. Hallelujah. That is when you receive the reward. That is why Apostle Paul said we must through much tribulation, much tribulation, continue, much tribulation. We must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God. The other version says through much hardship, through a lot of hardship, we will enter the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So we are sharing about continuing in the faith. And we have talked about continuing in the word. Continuing in the love of God. We talk about continuing in the grace. Today, I want to talk about continuing in the faith. Continue in the faith. Amen. So our foundational scripture, once again, Acts chapter 14 and verse 22 He says, and when, are you there? Acts 14 and 22. He says, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, to continue in the faith. And that we must, we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. Through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. To continue involves going through a lot of tribulation. To continue involves going through a lot of hardships. Hallelujah. Amen. But he says we must continue in the faith. We must continue in the faith. Amen. Amen. The Christian life is all about faith. The Christian life is all about faith. Hallelujah. Christianity is actually called the faith. How many of you have heard that term before? It is termed the faith. When we say the faith, when you hear someone say the faith, they are referring to Christianity. Because the very substance, the very substance of Christianity is faith. The very substance of Christianity is faith. The fundamentals of Christianity is faith. The beginning is faith. The continuation is faith. And the finishing, the end, is faith. The beginning, we begin, we begin by believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. By faith. And that he died for our sins. And that when we confess our sins and we, we, we ask for forgiveness, we repent and we ask for forgiveness, we believe that we are brand new. We are born again. We are without sins. That is faith. That is the beginning of walking with God. That is the beginning of Christianity. It is with faith. And he's saying that we also need faith to continue because the end is faith. 
The end, we are believing that Jesus is coming. We, are be- we, are believe- we believe that there is heaven and there's hell. It is faith. We believe that. So he says, we begin with faith. We must continue in the faith. Continue in the faith. Continue believing. You must continue to believe that your sins are forgiven. Every day that you ask for forgiveness, believe that your sins are forgiven. You must continue. Otherwise, you can't work with God. Otherwise, you are not worthy to even appear before God. And you must continue on and believe that Jesus is coming. That he can come any day. Hallelujah. We must. The whole faith, the whole walk with God, the whole Christian walk is faith. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. The Bible says, Hebrews 11 verse 6. It says, but without faith, but without faith, it is impossible. Not it is somehow difficult. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. To please who? God. It says, without faith, it's not like it's very unlikely to please God. Without faith, it's very unlikely to please God. No, it says, without faith, it is impossible. Impossible to please God. If you are not pleasing God, it means you are annoying him. <laughs> Isn't that so? If you are not pleasing him, you are annoying him. You are displeasing to God. So without faith, you are displeasing to God. Amen. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. You must believe. You must believe that God exists. You must believe that God is. You must believe it. This is the premise. This is the premise of the faith. This is the beginning. That you must, if you are coming to God, you must believe that he is. He exists. You must believe that he is God. There should not be any doubt in your mind. Which is normally the case. Amen. It says, he that cometh to God must believe, must believe first, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You cannot even begin to seek God if you don't believe that he is. Let's of all talk about his rewards, to receive his rewards. Amen. You will not seek God if you don't believe that he exists. You will not seek God. So, he says, you must believe that he is. And then he can reward you. Hallelujah. This is the premise by which we come to God. This is the premise by which we begin to seek God. Hallelujah. It is very important to God, very important to him, that we believe in him. It is very important. It's very paramount to God that we believe in him. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It is very important to God that you believe in him. It is very important to God. 
So anything outside of faith, as far as Christianity is concerned, anything outside of faith, if it is outside of faith, it is not Christianity. Anything that is outside of faith, it is not Christianity. And it's not acceptable. If it is outside of faith, it's unacceptable in Christianity. I'm sharing some very important things with you. I said, if it is outside of faith, it is unacceptable to Christianity. Christianity is not about seeing is believing. Hallelujah. It is not about seeing is believing. You know, you cannot walk with God and expect that you ought to see before you believe. It is, you see, the Bible calls it a sin. There's a scripture in Romans chapter 14. It says that whatever is not of faith is sin. It's a very wild scripture. It says, whatever, Romans 14, 23, whatever is not of faith is sin. Period. If it's not of faith, it is sin. So as far as working with God, anything outside of faith is sin. Whatever is not of faith is sin. So you realize that it is in your best interest. It is in your best interest to believe. And if you understand the word of God, it is in your best interest that you believe. Hallelujah. Claire, it is in your best interest that you believe. Dana, you benefit more. You, it is in your best interest. It's beneficial to you that you believe. That you believe. You stay away from sin if you are in the faith, you, if you believe. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. It's in your best interest. That you believe. Hallelujah. It's not seeing. I see so I believe. I see so I believe. It is in your best interest that you do not see and you believe. It is in your best interest. So people who are expecting God or they are waiting for God to do something for them. You are waiting for God to do something for you before you will come to believe. You will never see the move of God. You will never see the hand of God. That you are waiting for God to do something before you will believe. You will never see the move of God. God does not operate like that. God does not operate like that. God is not interested in showing you for you to believe. God is interested in you believing and not even seeing. It's faith. He wants you first to believe and then you will experience his power. Hallelujah. I say he wants you first to believe and then you will experience his power. One day some people came to Jesus and they asked him in Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 38. They came to Jesus and they said, he says, then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we will see a sign from thee. Master, show us a sign. 
He says, we want to see some sign. Show us a sign. A sign that you are the son of God. A sign that you are who you are. You, who you say you are. Show us a sign. You know what Jesus told them? Jesus, he said, but he answered and said unto them, an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. He says, an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. You see, sometimes we hear, oh, there's a prophet in town and he's doing this. Let us go and see. So we want to go and see to believe so that we will be there. You see, it's adulterous. Jesus said that, that comes from adulterous generation. Amen. Some of you travel very far because you've heard something is happening. You want to see. Is it real? What did you see? Show me. Tell me. How was it? And you, you, see, you want to see. He says, adulterous generation. They are the ones that travel far to go and look for signs. Amen. Look, I am just sharing with you the word of God. I am just reading the Bible to you. Amen. Because the people also came. And Jesus has finished the miracles. You know, that is it. Come on, master. Show us a sign. Show us something. Do some show. Ah, no, are you not the one they say you walk on the... The, the, the oceans and the, you, you are walking on water. Show us something. You see, and Jesus says, wicked and adulterous generation seek for sign and no sign will be given them. I want, you to, I want you to understand that if you go to look for a sign and you see a sign, it is not from God. Because it says, when you come to look for a sign, no sign will be given you. I'm, re- I'm just reading the scriptures. I am reading the Bible to you. I'm reading the Bible to you. If it is in your mind that you are going to look for a sign, and you go and you see a sign, it means that it's not from God. Because Evil and adulterous generation, they go and seek for sign. But from God, no sign will be given you. No sign. Does it mean that there will be no sign? The signs will be there, but not for the ones who come seeking for the sign. Amen. Oh, Jesus performed many miracles. Wondrous miracles. But not for them that seek the sign. He says, such people, no sign will be given you from God. So if you are receiving a sign, when you went to look for a sign and you saw one, it is from the devil. The devil rewards wicked and adulterous generation. Amen. No sign will be given you. Wicked and adulterous generation. Do you want to know the lack of faith? What lack of faith? Look, I say it is in your best interest to believe. Is in your best interest to believe. For the lack of faith is a very dangerous thing. Lack of faith is a very dangerous thing. Amen. Amen. And we have no excuse to even look for sign. The Bible says God has revealed himself in his creation. In the creation, God has revealed himself. 
Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1 and verse 18. Romans chapter 1 and verse 18. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, unrighteous men. That which must be known of God is manifest in us. Do you understand? That which must be known of God, to know that God exists, is manifested in you already. Do you know how your brain works? Do you have a brain? Who who is here, you don't think you have a brain? Let me see by hand. Show by hand. How many of you are here, you believe that you have a brain in your head? There's a brain in your head that is working. Maybe one person, only you, you don't believe that you have a brain. You see, it's not unreasonable not to believe because you can't see. But you see, we have not seen our brains, but we believe. We believe that we have brains. Do you understand? You have no idea how it works. Do you know how your eyes work? Do you know how your heart beats? Have you ever seen a machine, Sarita, any machine that man has made that works nonstop, doesn't need any maintenance, doesn't take a break, doesn't work 12 hours and take 12 hour break. Doesn't need 15 minutes break. But work non-stop, no maintenance. Non-stop continuously for 98 years. Non-stop. Have you, have you seen a machine like that? You don't need to do any, it just, the whole body can go to sleep and it's working. No tune-up. No resurfacing. No oil change. And it's working. Have you seen that before? But that's how your heart works. Your heart works non-stop. There are things in your blood that makes the blood run such that it never clots. Your blood, as soon as it comes out, it clots. If your blood were to stop flowing for just a few minutes, you are dead. You You cease to exist. You see, it says that Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. It's manifest in you. You you have no idea how your kidney works. If they were to show you how your kidney works, you'll be amazed. How your liver works, you'll be amazed. Amen. It says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. We are without excuse to say that God does not exist. We have no excuse. God has given us everything to show us that he exists through his creation. You see, you don't go far. You don't travel to places. So you think that the world is concrete and tall buildings, apartment buildings, and street that man has painted, and lights that man has. Go and see the creation. Go and see nature. 
Go and see waterfalls. Go and see vast forests of all kinds of animals. Amen. It says we are without excuse because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. They glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful. People are not thankful. You wake up and your heart is still beating. You don't even thank God. You don't thank God. That you open your eyes and you can still see. You don't even thank God. That there is air that is around you. You can't even see. And you are breathing in and out. And you don't thank God. You don't glorify God. For all this wonderful creation that is around you. You don't glorify God. How your mouth, your teeth, and your tongue, they work. You never bite your tongue. Except when the food is too tasty. (laughs) Of course. But they work. You talk, they work. And they, they are dead. You don't bite it. It doesn't dazzle you. Right in front of you, God is in your face. He says that they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkness. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you a nation where there is lack of faith. And you can see classically, when there is no faith, what can happen to you? When there is no faith, you will see classic things. These things were written more than 2,000 years ago. But you don't have faith today, it will apply to you. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You don't have faith, you lose your faith today, this is where you are going. So he says, verse 22, he says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. You see, people think they can explain this. They know that water is formed by hydrogen and oxygen and this, so they can explain things, so they proclaim to be wise. But they became fools. They became fools. People who have gone to school and are high learning, they have become fools. Fools. Finding reasons to explain God out of things, they have become fools. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? They have become fools. It says, and they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness when there's lack of faith. When you do not acknowledge, I say it is important to God that you believe in him. Stella, it is so important that you have faith in God. He said, as a result of that, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Lack of faith, this is what it will do to you. To dishonor your own body between yourselves. How? He says, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Amen. Verse 26. 
He says, for this cause, for this reason, God gave them up unto vile affection. You know what is vile affection? It's evil affection. Sinful affection. Contrary to nature. Contrary to what God created us to be. He says, for the lack of faith, to refuse to acknowledge that God exists and to acknowledge God in all creation and to know that God exists, for the lack of that, God will give you up to vile affection. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Do you know, a, do you know any nation where they don't believe in God? They take, they're trying to take God out of their system. God has given them up to vile affection. I'm, what I'm reading to you was written more than 2,000 years ago. He says, for even their women did change the natural use, the natural use of a woman. They changed it into that which is against nature. Against nature. Now sometimes if you want to really see what is natural, what is nature, what is God's creation, you look at unadulterated, is there a word like that? Unadulterated animals. Go to the deep forest where man's sinful hearts have not touched them, where God's pure creation is there, and then see their behavior. Do you understand? You look at unadulterated creation, and then you see their behavior. That is where you will know God's natural affection for nature. Amen. He says that the woman did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the man, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their last one towards another. Man with man, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat, such as HIV, hepatitis C, hepatitis B, exchanging among themselves. Syphilis, all kinds of diseases. If I begin to show you some photographs, you will see that this is from the devil. This is demonic. Some photographs of, we are in church, so we can see certain. Amen. It says, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was made. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. A nation that refuses to retain God in their knowledge, this is the stage they come. Amen. Verse 29 says, being filled with all unrighteousness. Or when there's lack of faith, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers. Is that more? Backbiters, haters of God. Hey! They say, take God out of the classroom. Remove the name of God. 
the name of God from our money. Haters of God. They become haters of God. Despiteful. Proud. Do you see a nation that is proud? Hey. Proud. Boasters. Boasters. Lack of faith. This is what it does. When you, re- when you refuse to acknowledge God. He says, boasters, inventors of evil things. Evil things. Invent things to bomb a whole nation and kill all of them because you refuse to retain God in your memory. Nuclear weapons to destroy a whole nation. Evil things disobedient to parents. I've never seen a nation where children are so disobedient to parents as a nation where there is no faith, lack of God. Without understanding. They don't understand anything. (laughs) Without understanding. Covenant breakers. Marriage breaking. They make covenants. They say, I'll marry you till death do us pass. Let's exchange rings. Let's sign in the court. Let's come before the pastor. Let's do this. Covenant breakers. You know, there are people, they marry for so many years. They come to this country. They are ready to divorce. Ready to divorce. They set up places, drive through divorce. You are tired of your marriage, drive through there. Say, judge there. He will divorce you within minutes, right there. And then you both sit in the car, maybe one here, one there. You don't need anything. Covenant breakers. Lack of faith. You don't have, you do, refuse to retain God. Refuse to acknowledge God. This is what happens. Without natural affection. Implacable. Unmerciful. They will shoot you. Just give me your wallet. They will shoot you. I'm merciful. Just your necklace, they will shoot you for that. Just your, your phone, even your phone, they will shoot you for that. Your sneakers. Some time ago, they will kill you for your sneakers. Yeah. Your leather jacket. Hey! <laughs> what a shock. Be careful. <laughs> ha. Your leather jacket. Lord have mercy. Who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them. They know that this thing that I'm doing if I shoot you they will shoot me. They will kill me. They don't care. Amen. Amen. This is what happened. Therefore thou art inexcusable O man. Whosoever thou art that judges, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judges does the same things. God exists. Hallelujah. I say it is in your best interest to do what? To have faith in God. It is in your best interest. Amen. God is more interested in your faith. That is why God does not give anyone, any logical instructions. When God is giving instructions, he doesn't give any logical instructions. The one that you can sit down and calculate 
and see that this is where it's leading me. No, no, no. That does not come from God. That will never come from God. That is why he calls Abraham the father of faith. God will not give you any logical conclu- any logical instruction to arrive at any place. Amen. Amen. One day, someone invited Jesus to a wedding. And he came to the wedding. And as the wedding was going on, people were enjoying, they were drinking, and they ran out of wine. The wine was finished. So the Lord of the house was having issue. How we can, because they didn't expect that the wine would run out that quickly. And so they realized, oh, Jesus himself is here. So no problem. The problem will be solved. And so they went and they told him that the wine has run dry. Do you know why he told them? He says the empty parts just fill them with water. Fill them with water and give to the people to drink. So the people were, ah. <laughs> As for water, we have water. It's not water we want. The wine has run dry. The wine is finished. And we need wine for the people. Great guests have gathered here. Then the mother of Jesus came to them. And they said, listen. This is my son. There are certain things about him that I personally, I don't even understand. There are certain ways about him I don't understand. He does certain things so weird. I raised him. I brought him up. But she knows how this man came into the world. She knew that he came into the world in a very supernatural way. She knew that this is not a natural man. This is not the usual man. So she has come to accept that whatever he says, I just do it. So he says to the people, my advice that I can give you is that whatever he says, just do it. That is how he is. He just wants people to believe in him. So whatever he says, just do it. It doesn't make sense to you, just do it. It doesn't mean much to you, just do it. When you add, because you, 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 it sounds like you are going to contaminate the parts by even putting water in them. But whatever he says, just do it. So the people fill the parts with water. They fill the parts with water. And then he said, serve the people. When the people started drinking the water from their pot, they said, we have not tasted wine. This is the best wine. And that the Lord of the house, he saved the best for last. That is when you have faith in God. That whatever he says, do it. The water in your life, that does not taste well. The things in your life that do not taste well. The things that you yourself, you will not like to put in your mouth. Just as you will do whatever he says, he will turn it into sweet wine. The bitterness of water in your life, he will turn it into sweet wine. He says, whatever he says, just do it. Just do it. 
He wants that you believe in him. He wants that you believe in him. That is all. He wants that you believe in him. One day, he found some people around and there were some fishermen. They had gone fishing. Professional fishermen. Very experienced fishermen. And they have toiled all night looking for fish, searching for fish. Let's read it in Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. He says, Luke chapter 5. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake He stood by the lake of Gennesaret, verse 2, and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. You see, these are fishermen, they have toiled They have gone fishing. They couldn't catch any fish. And they have packed their their ships and they are cleaning their nest for the next day. Perhaps they may catch some. And then Jesus walks in and then he tells them, he gets on their ship and he says, push it a little, thrust it a little onto the shore so I can sit on and do the ministry work. Give us your boat for the ministry work. Now, if you have toiled all night as a professional fisherman and you didn't catch anything, and someone comes to you, as you are preparing your net, you have cleaned your boat or your ship, you have packed them, and then he comes and says, let's give it out for ministry work. He says, I know you are tired. It makes no sense. I know you went to work and you are tired but come and arrange the place for my church. I know you are tired. You went to work and you did so much, but come and play the instrument for me. I know the weather is hot, but come and play the instrument for me. I know you are tired. I know you have an exam tomorrow. I know you are going to do an an exam tomorrow, but still I want you to come. I know you feel like you have not studied enough. You see, he said, they didn't catch anything. I know you feel like you have not studied enough, but just come. And it makes no sense. It makes no sense. So he says, and he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Wow! (laughs) He taught the people out of the ship. He taught them out of the ship. That caught nothing all night. Verse 4, now when he had left speaking, when he was done preaching, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. You see, so he could have, he could have said, listen, I am God. I know you didn't catch anything, 
But I made the oceans. I made the fish that are in the ocean. I know where they hide this time of the hour. So yes, let's go to further part of the shore and there we can find them. I know them. I know where they are. He could have said that. And that will be easy for you to believe. Do you understand? That will be easy, that will be logical and say that we toiled in all of this area. But if you are saying, let's go here because you are God and you made them, we believe that. Then let's go and try. But where they were, he says, thrust thy net. Let down thy net. Let down thy net. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night. We have worked here all night. Look, we are fishermen. We were born into this business. We have done this for many years. And we know when the fish are around. We have toiled all night. And have taken nothing. Nothing. Not a few. Sarita. So if there were a few, then you say they are around. But you know, they are scattered. We have toiled all night. Look, God is more interested in you believing in him. He says, we have toiled all night and have got nothing. Nevertheless, say nevertheless. Nevertheless. It does not make any sense to me. What you are saying logically makes no sense. In the fisherman network and in the fisherman business, what you are saying makes no sense. What you are saying does not add up. What you are saying sounds like a waste of time. What you are saying sounds like I'm going to fail my test. That you, I told you that I have not prepared and you are still saying come. It sounds like you want me to fail. I told you we didn't catch anything and there are people around. Look at this crowd. It sounds like you want to embarrass me. It, comes, it sounds like there's an embarrassment that is coming. He says, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, nevertheless, at thy word only, at thy word. Not that I see, not that I can figure it out, not that I understand what you are doing, but at thy word, I will let down the net. That is the place he wants you to come. That the calculation does not add up but at thy word. That it doesn't make sense to me, but at thy word. So he says, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. Wow. And their net break. And their net break. Hallelujah. At thy word. Nevertheless, at thy word. Nevertheless, at thy word. I'm just going by the word. Not that I have seen anything, but because of the word. I know that I chose the wrong person. And the marriage is going this way. But if you are bringing in the word of God then at thy word, I will stay in. I will stay in. 
Hallelujah. He says, nevertheless, at thy word, at thy word. And when they as that done, they enclose great multitude of fishes. Great multitude that their net did break. Amen. You see, catching the fish, catching the fish is not as important to God as their faith in him. Catching the fish is not as important to God as he saying, nevertheless, at thy word. Catching the fish is not as important to him as he saying, I trust in you. I believe you are. It's not as important to him. Amen. Amen. But at thy word. You know, I'm going to say this. What you lack, the thing that you lack in your life, it is not as crucial to God as you having faith in him. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it again. The thing that you lack in your life, it is not as crucial. It is not, maybe it sounds so crucial to you, but it's not as crucial to God as your lack of faith in him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's not as crucial to God. So sometimes if God can keep the thing that you lack until you have faith in him, he will keep that from you. Did you understand what I said? So I will urge you to pray harder. Harder for your lack of faith. Pray harder concerning your lack of faith than concerning what you lack. Than concerning the thing that you lack. Because what you lack is not as important to God. Amen. The job that you want, the papers that you want, the marriage that you want, it is not as crucial to God as your lack of faith. That is what bothers him. Hallelujah. And if he will keep that thing from you until you have faith in him to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He will keep that from you. Amen. He keep that from you. He says anything outside of faith, anything that is not of faith is sin. And it goes against God. Anything that is outside of faith. So when you sit in your car and you are driving, you start your car and you turn it on, let not a good mechanic come in your mind. Let not a good car make come in your mind. Say, thank you, Lord, for letting it start. If you sit in your car, tell him that in faith, you know that you are going and you are coming and you go and you will come. Sit in your car, say, in faith, I will not encounter any accident, and you will not encounter any accident. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, in faith, I'll receive this, and I believe I'll receive this. He says, without that thing, without faith, without faith, you cannot receive anything from God. Without faith. It is impossible to please God. For the lack of faith, you displease God. And you cannot receive anything. He will not reward you. Hallelujah. So let it be your prayer. 
for the lack of faith. Pray harder that you have faith in God. And that in everything, everything that you have, it says, it says we can receive nothing except it is given to us from above. We can receive nothing except it is given to us. So everything that you have, acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. And say it was given to you by God. Acknowledge him. Anything you have. You are pregnant and you go and you deliver a child safely and you come home. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. You put food in your mouth and it didn't get stuck in the middle of your gut and it went down and you were able to ease yourself. When you sit on the commode, give thanks to God. When you ease yourself, give thanks to God. When you stand to urinate and his urine is flowing, give thanks to God. I say, give thanks to God. You begin to seek God when the urine is not coming. But when it's flowing, give thanks to God and say, it is in faith that this is flowing. Hallelujah. It says, anything that is not of faith is sin. Let us walk in faith. It says, the just shall live by faith. Put your hands together for the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. And stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Oh, pray to the Lord that he will heal you from unbelief. Heal you from unbelief. He says, believest thou this? Believest thou this? He wants you to believe. It is important to God. It is paramount to God that you believe in him. That you have faith in him. That you believe in him. Without faith, it is impossible. Without faith, it's impossible. Without faith, it is impossible. It is impossible to please God. Oh Lord, heal us from unbelief. Heal us from unbelief. Heal us from unbelief. Oh, this thing called faith. Without it, we cannot work with God. We cannot walk with God. We cannot walk with God without faith. Without faith. Father, give us faith. Give us faith. That we will have faith in you. That you will trust in you. That our faith will be in you. That you are. That you exist. That you are God. The creator of the heavens and the earth. Oh, Jesus. That you are the son of God. He says, if you live and you believe in me, you shall not die. So believe it thou these days. Believe it thou this. Do you believe this? Oh Jesus. oh Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, our faith is in you, our trust is in you, heal our unbelief as a church, heal our unbelief, Father heal our unbelief, that we have trusted in our own strength, that we have trusted in our own wisdom. Heal us from unbelief. Heal us from unbelief. Heal us from unbelief. Heal us from unbelief. For our bitter wine, our bitter water, they shall be transformed into sweet water, into sweet wine, into palatable wine. When we put our trust in you, he says, whatever he tells you, just do it. 
It does not add up. You don't understand it. It does not add up. But just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. It makes no sense. But I will do it. This is what I have been told. This is what doctors are saying. This is what lawyers are saying. This is what judges are saying. But whatever Jesus says, I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. grateful. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you are God. We thank you, O Lord, that you have caused us to be a part of this great kingdom. We thank you, Lord, for your creation. We thank you, Lord, for being God. We thank you, Father, for who we are. We thank you for the parts of our bodies that function day and night we're not knowing how they do but the keeper the keeper of Zion who neither slumbers nor sleeps you watch over us Lord we are thankful and grateful we thank you Lord oh your works are marvelous in our sight we thank you Lord for all that you have done for us for all that you do Lord we ask that you will heal our unbelief Heal our unbelief. Father, cleanse our lack of faith. Purify us, O oh God. Cause us to believe. Cause us to have faith in you. Lord, it does not make sense in the situation we are in. It does not add up what you are saying. When we think of it, it does not make sense in our own minds. But Lord, at thy word, according to your word, we will do it. We will do according to your word. We will obey your word. We will do according to your word. And the bitter waters, the waters in our lives that do not take sweet, the waters in our lives that people do not want to taste, that no one wants to drink of, the waters in our lives, the waters that are bitter, the waters in our life, oh God, that even we are ashamed of. We are ashamed to acknowledge. We are ashamed to talk about. Father, such bitterness at thy word, at thy word. If we will put our trust in you, you say you will turn all of them into sweet wine, into best wine, into pleasant wine. We thank you, Lord, that we know you. 
we thank you Jesus we give you grace we adore you Lord we glorify your name in Jesus name Amen with all eyes closed and every head bow you are here this evening you want to come before this unseen God this God that you have not seen but you want to say Lord I believe in you I believe you are the son of God you want to come before Jesus to receive the gift of salvation you are saying tonight pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life if that is your prayer tonight you want to offer your life to Jesus you want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life you want to receive salvation you want to be born again if that is you if that is your prayer wherever you are just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you say pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior is there anyone here like that anyone here like that you want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life why don't you all join me and say this with me say Lord Jesus Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me thank you for dying for me I believe you are the son of God I believe you are the son of God Lord Jesus Lord Jesus I believe you died for my sins I believe you died for my sins I believe you rose again on the third day I believe you rose again on the third day Tonight Tonight I repent of all my sins I repent of all my sins Lord Jesus Lord Jesus forgive me of my sins Forgive me of my sins Cleanse me from all unrighteousness Cleanse me from all unrighteousness Tonight Tonight, I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my heart. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Clap for Jesus. And you may be We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.